its very existence requires destruction. Kelvin doesn't hate us. But he has to kill us. In order to survive. Welcome to Blood, Guts, and Coffee. Welcome to Blood, Guts, and Coffee, where I talk and you listen. Uh, and this is episode 15. And uh, what'd you think of my little intro there? Uh, like to uh, thank myself for that and my wife for contributing with her beautiful voice. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to put that at the beginning of every episode with a quick audio clip of the movie I want to talk about. So if you didn't under, or didn't recognize the movie, the movie I uh, want to talk about is a movie I watched last night that I think it's recently got put on Netflix. Uh, that movie that came out in 2017, I believe, called Life. Not to be confused, the one from the 90s with uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Uh, this one's the sci-fi horror movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, and who the fuck else is in it? Bear with me while I search because I'm unorganized and uh, has... Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who was in the last two Mission Impossible movies, and oh, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. I'm gonna try though. Hiroyuki Sanada, um, who was in The Wolverine and Sunshine. Oh yeah, that's I forgot about Sunshine. That's such a good movie. Made by one of my favorite filmmakers, Danny Boyle, who's done such classics as Train Spotting, 28 Days Later, The Beach, Trance. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Danny Boyle today. I'm talking about the movie Life, which I watched for the second time last night when I got home from work, or I guess this morning when I got home from work. Like I've said before, I get home from work around 2.30 in the morning. And so I ate half a half a pot cookie and was like oh, I want to watch a horror movie and I was like okay I barely remember that one because I think I watched it while I was drunk like when it first came out and I think I remember going like oh that was pretty good but then I just forgot about it completely so I watched that last night or this morning and yeah it's just one of those movies it just keeps you on the edge of your seat like like it's just creepy it's a good creature feature um, and, uh, I don't know. I think like ever since I was a little kid and watched alien, I remember I went to, uh, this video store in my hometown called, uh, video King, which is long closed, like at least 15 years closed. And, um, I remember I went there. See, okay. So they, they, uh, when I was a kid, this place called video King, they had a movie deal for uh, for their older movies, not 
like not older, older movies, but just movies that weren't new releases. It was five movies, five bucks, five nights. And that was like my favorite thing when I was a kid. They, uh, so it it came to five seventy five, and I think my allowance was like ten bucks a week when I was a kid. That's like doing the dishes every day, like after dinner, and uh, so I would get my. And in the summer, it was just you know it was so hot, and that so like I wouldn't want to go outside all that much. That's not to say I didn't always like I didn't play outside a lot, but just like. Sometimes, you know, I, I didn't want to go out and play with anybody. So I would ride my bike all all the way across town, and I would spend like an hour in the video store just walking around trying to find the perfect five movies that were going to entertain me for five days. And, yeah, so I remember going, and because I, I remember my dad telling me that, because um, I'd never seen the movie Alien before, and he... Uh, was always telling me about it. He said he went and saw it at the drive-in when it came out in 1979. Yeah, 79. And uh, so I rented that, and then right beside it was Aliens. I thought, well, might as well rent the sequel. And I can't remember what else I rented with it, like, because I didn't rent any more of the Alien movies. I just went with the first two, which was good. Um, but, yeah, I, I still remember putting – oh, yeah, and this, these were five VHS. This wasn't – this was before DVDs were even popular. Five, D, five VHS for five nights for five bucks. And um, so, well, yeah, it came to 575, and I would just use the rest of my, what was it, 425? I would use that money to uh, buy junk food. And back then, around, you know, like 1999, 2000, um, 425, that would buy a, a decent amount of junk food. Go to a convenience store, you just spend it all on five cent candy or you could get a you know small bag of chips for like it was like a dollar 15 or something back then uh, i shudder to think what that is now i never buy small bags of chips anyways so i uh i, I still remember my parents were sitting outside with the neighbors sitting outside drinking beer and wine and stuff like that and and i would usually watch movies in the basement but for some reason i i think our tv upstairs is bigger so i i, I put uh, the movie Alien on upstairs in the living room and I remember just soon as it started I was just like oh something bad's gonna happen like you know obviously you know the movie's called Alien nothing good's gonna happen from a title like that good I mean like n- nothing positive is gonna happen but uh, yeah just that like opening scene where it's just the bleak like outer space going by the planet, I don't know, going by some planet or something, you see the ship and just to hear the ominous music and yeah, that uh, gets me every time, even if I watch it nowadays. But uh, yeah, so this movie Life really reminds me of that a lot. Like it, it, it does in the way that, you know, there's some creature on the ship and everyone's trying to, you know, kill it slash hide from it. But um, the thing I like about life is that, like, so it's, I guess it's sort of a futuristic kind of movie, but not too far into the future, because it it looks really modern at the same time. Like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have, like, people walking around a spaceship. You know, in the spaceship they have that orbits Earth, 
they don't have any gravity or anything. So they're off, they're floating the whole movie. And, and, uh, that just made it seem like, you know, a lot more realistic, like, like something like, I think that was what was so creepy about it. One of the things is that it's just, it seems like, it, you know, it's possible it could happen if there's some sort of like, okay, well, I guess I'll just, if you haven't seen it, I'll, okay. So the plot of it is there's this uh, team of astronauts, uh, some are American, some are British and some are Japanese. Uh, one is Japanese. Um, I guess by this, or no, what am I saying? American, Russian, British, and Japanese, something like that. Um, and they, uh, they're in the space station that orbits earth and, um, the movie starts there. They're waiting for, uh, this satellite coming back from Mars that for some reason they have to like literally catch the satellite. Ryan Reynolds character goes out and he's operating some sort of arm outside the spaceship. That's going to grab this satellite. That's like, if they don't get it, it'll fly by and they'll never see it again. And so, uh, yeah, I might have missed something at the beginning because I was eating chips really loud and trying to watch the movie quietly. Um, but uh, so they get it, and inside this satellite or ship or whatever, there's uh, they have samples from Mars, and so they end up finding like a microscopic life form, uh, like a one-celled organism, and uh, the they try to wake it up, kind of thing, because it's like dormant. And so the the guy introduces oxygen to it, and nothing happens. So then he tries to kind of uh, introduce it to an environment that isn't friendly to us, but might be friendly to it. So he, I guess, I think he like turns down the oxygen, turns up the uh, carbon dioxide, and it wakes it up. And so then this thing starts growing. And uh, meanwhile, on Earth, the whole like all of planet Earth is like knows about this team of astronauts orbiting Earth, and they. And they tell them that they just found the first evidence of life outside of Earth. And so uh, they, uh, I guess there's like a contest through a bunch of uh, elementary schools. And one school is picked and they, in the class in the school, pick the name of the, the alien life form. And so they name it Kelvin. And so if you heard that in the intro, the guy says Kelvin needs to he needs to kill us or whatever uh yeah um and so anyways this thing obviously like it decides that it wants to survive and the only way it can survive is with all the other astronauts not there and as you would expect horror ensues and yeah it's it's just a really good movie like keeps you on the edge of your seat like it's creepy too I have a I don't know if I would call it a phobia, but I would call it a just creeped out, grossed out fear of things with tentacles. Like, I find it hard to watch videos of octopus, like an octopus. Like, I have a strong stomach, like a really strong stomach. It doesn't, there, there's almost nothing, I, I don't think there's anything that can, any sight or smell that can make me vomit. I only do that if I'm really sick or if I'm if I had if I've had a little bit too much to drink. But um yeah, but an octopus, I just oh god, I find them just disgusting. Like the 
I, I think they're cool too, but they just like, oh, what's what's with them? Like, <laughs> oh, like oh, I I don't even want to get into it. Except for like, actually, one thing I've heard or read somewhere that some scientists think octopus octopi aren't aren't even from Earth. They're not actually indigenous to Earth. They think that they might have evolved from a meteor that like could have crashed to earth from a, another planet or something and some organism lying dormant inside has cuz it, it's just like the, they think that it might be like have genius level intelligence you know it doesn't have any bones in its body you can like a big octopus can fit through a, a hole the size of a nickel like they can camouflage they're like they're just fucking terrifying they're they're ugh, like I'm glad they mostly stay in water. Can you imagine if they just decided, yeah, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to go on land. I'm going to go on land and see what's what. And then you're just walking down the street, and there's an octopus. And it's like, hey, I'm hungry. You look good. Like, I don't know. Does it eat people? Like, can it? I'm sure it can kill people. Fucking, that'd be like the worst way to go. Maybe not the most painless, but the most scary fucking way to go. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, something else I wanted to start doing is because I a lot of times before I watch a movie I uh, go look at a review of it just to see like you know what the general consensus is of the movie most of the time I'll just watch it anyways unless it's like I don't know has a super low rating I usually agree with those ratings but but if if you've ever looked at movie reviews on IMDb there's there's some people that are just like what's wrong with them like they're just they must be a fucking well like, like movies that you you think are are great and then there's people that rate them one out of ten movies that are like are like universally loved by people or at least liked a little bit and uh, yeah and people rate them one out of ten like it's okay so here's one of the ratings someone wrote god awful movie that that makes Prometheus look like a brilliant sci-fi movie like. I don't know. Are people expecting, like, you know, this movie to? Were people expecting this movie to change their life? Like, I don't know. It's it's hard to top the classics like Alien and Aliens when it comes to sci-fi horror. Um, what else? Like, um, let's see. Another person who gave it a one out of ten said, "Unbearable to watch if you still or." If you still has any common sense, they can't even fucking spell or write properly. Um, like, you know, I I just like look at those reviews and I think like fucking, you're probably just like you probably nobody probably likes you like you're probably just <laughs> um just a real treat to be around, aren't you? But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh. I don't know, something maybe I'll get into on a different episode or start doing on more episodes, reading stupid replies. Like, All right, I'll do that next time. Um, another thing about the movie Life is that a lot of people, and this is actually really funny, that a lot of people were thinking that it could have been, that it, it was going to be a prequel to the movie Venom. How fucking wrong were they? Considering this movie, A, which has nothing to do with Venom, and B, like, it's way better. <laughs> like, 
I've said in a previous episode how much I didn't like that movie. I was just super disappointed. It, it just, it just, I've, I've watched it twice, and I, I just, I still, I don't like it. But like that, people thought like this was going to be a prequel to Venom. I could see how, before seeing the movie, you might think so, and it would have been a very genius idea if they would have made the movie Venom R-rated, which is, you know, just among many problems with that movie. Like, see, that's my problem. Like, Sony owns Venom, and they like. They own the property of Spider-Man and stuff too, and like, you know, I know the Marvel movies aren't aren't uh, rated R or anything like that, but like, I don't know. It's Venom. He, in the movie, he's biting people's heads off, and they don't even show it. They don't even show like a drop of blood. Like, see, they just do that so then they can so Sony can make money off toys. Like, they're probably partnered partnered with a toy company, and so they're just trying to make money off the the toy sales from the movie Venom. Like, I wish people making superhero movies these days would understand that the bulk of the fans of those movies and characters and stuff like that are adults because we were children when those were cartoons and stuff like that. And so we're the ones who want to see it, you know, brought to life. Like, we're adults. We can take some violence. I don't know. But yeah, so if you've heard that rumor before, don't go into this movie thinking it's a prequel to Venom because it's 100% not. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was... Um, I could say this for another episode, but uh, I'll just do it now. Um, I just... I It kind of dawned on me, and I think this is really funny, that... Um, the movie Captain Marvel and the movie Shazam were both coming out right around the same time. And if anybody knows anything about DC and Marvel, like, so Shazam originally was called Captain Marvel before he was called Captain Marvel before Marvel comics even existed. And I guess there, how did it go? Like I read something that like there, there wasn't anything put out in a certain amount of time of, Shazam Captain Marvel so Marvel bought back or bought the rights to the name Captain Marvel and so that's yeah like so he's no longer called Captain Marvel at all and it's kind of it's just kind of silly and it it's also funny that these both these movies are coming at the same time now I don't like I don't know a lot about Captain Marvel all I all I remember is that when I was a kid she was called Miss Marvel she was the one who, um, uh, rogue from the X-Men, like killed her and stole her powers with her power. Like she absorbed her to death and then she absorbed her power of flight and super strength. And like, I just remember like she was called Miss Marvel and I don't know, now all of a sudden she's Captain Marvel. I guess I'm really behind on that. I don't really read as many Marvel comics as I do DC comics. I'm, I'm a lot pickier. Like, I I read a lot of Marvel comics when I was a kid, but I don't know. As an adult, I find DC is just more adult. You know, like, a lot of people had the problem with um, Zack Snyder's DC movies because they were too dark and stuff. Like, that's what the fucking comics are like, idiots. Anyways, um, also, another thing, if you didn't know this, like, there's another... another uh, example uh, in the long list of examples of Marvel ripping off DC is uh, 
uh, Captain Marvel, or Miss Marvel, as I like to call her, is a pretty direct ripoff of Supergirl. And, you know, not just the fact that they both fly, they, you know, are both super strong and then have other crazy powers. But, uh, you know, and they're, they're both, you could switch their costumes around and they would still use to like, oh, that's Supergirl and that's Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. But their names are almost the fucking same. Like, Supergirl's real name, well, her real name is Kara Zor-El, but her Earth name is Kara Danvers. Well, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel's real name is Carol Danvers. Like, <laughs> it's just funny when you, like, see those things. It's like they weren't even trying. Like, we're even trying to hide the fact. Like, like I know Deadpool is, like, a comically direct ripoff of Deathstroke. Like, he was meant to be. But, like, yeah, there, there's just, I don't know. If you Google, like, Marvel ripping off DC, it's a pretty good list, and it's kind of ridiculous. But, I mean, I still love Marvel. It's not like a, you know, people say Led Zeppelin ripped off a lot of songs. I still love Zeppelin. I'm going to listen to Zeppelin still. But I find that more important, like, music more important than rumors. But, yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. And I will give a comic book re- or recommendation for this week, which is one I haven't read in a couple or a few years that I bought at the comic book store near where I used to live. And um, I'm sure you can still find it. It's actually a graphic novel, not a comic book. It's called The X-Files Conspiracy. Now, if any of you out there were X-Files fans and... Uh, you know, when you were a kid or when they got put back on Netflix or whatever, um, you'd probably remember the three characters known as the Lone Gunman. Well, this story um, centers around them mostly. And uh, I'll just read the, the plot of it. So, the Lone Gunman receive an email with disturbing reports, apparently from the future, that details a lethal virus outbreak. After the stories are corroborated by FBI agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully, the gunman must investigate the various urban legends mentioned in the documents in order to save all of humanity. I mean, if that doesn't grab you, I don't know what will. But the coolest part about the story is um, the urban legends they investigate are uh, go as follows. The first first urban legend they investigate are the Ghostbusters. That's right, the Ghostbusters. And then, hold on your hats, the second urban legend they investigate are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, I said it. Then, the third one they investigate, this one I also thought was pretty crazy, the Transformers. If I remember correctly when reading this, um, Specifically, they talk to Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. And the last one they investigate is the crow. I know. I know what you're thinking. What are you fucking talking about? Yes, the crow. I said the Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Transformers, and the crow. And the X-Files. So if you are at all intrigued by that, go to your local comic book store and ask them if they have it. If they don't have it, ask them if they'll order it for you. I'm sure there's, I don't know, some they can order. And with that, 
This has been another episode. This has been episode 15 of Blood, Guts, and Coffee. And uh, what song am I going to play? I think I'm just going to play outro music from now on instead of intro music. I'll play my own intro music. By the way, that intro, intro music, that's me playing guitar, if you didn't figure that out from how I described it before. Um, but yeah, so I will leave you with uh, Eagles of Death Metal. And the song is so easy. Stay bloody, my friends. Ah!
I am so lucky to be playing with this drummer right now. One, two, three, four. <laughs>